0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, guys, and thanks hey. for joining us. This is the Tiger King After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Jesse Zaner, quarantined out here in Los Angeles with my co-hosts, who are also joining us from their homes. So say what's up, everybody, to Al Gregg. Hey,
1: everybody, boy, Al, coming uh, straight out of quarantine, fresh out of Englewood. Holding it down, ready to talk Tiger King.
0: Yeah, Al is always ready for quarantine, and he just shared with us that he did a little volunteering to help out the community. Tell us about it, Al.
1: Oh, yeah, everybody. Go make sure and check out the LA Food Bank. I don't know if you can see my shirt. Um, I volunteered down there, and they never have a shortage of, uh, of volunteers. It was a great day. It was productive. Plus, everybody was keeping their, you know, uh, their social spacing intact. Yes. And, um, want to donate food, you can go to lafoodbank.org, or if you want to find out more information about how, how you can help. So yeah, That's- we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. So it's, it's good stuff down here.
0: That's so awesome. Thanks so much, Al. And also joining us from home is Cortez Kirkwood. Say what's up, everybody, to Cortez.
2: Hello, reporting from my living room. I just called a few Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm here to do this re- recap with you guys. So get ready, get ready.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to recap Season 1, Episode 5, Make America Exotic Again. Then we're going to do Al's special Quarantine and Chill segment, and then we'll have Cortez give us some news and gossip. And if you're joining us live, thanks so much for joining us. We love hearing from you guys. So share your thoughts on tonight's episode, or today's episode, Um, and then hang around, because after this we'll cover Episode 6 as well. So... Mm -hmm. I just kind of want to get right into it because this episode is just filled with so much stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like every episode is i watched this <laughs> yes i watched this so long ago and every time i rewatch it i'm like i forgot how good the show actually was um so first let's start out right at the beginning because last episode we got introduced to jeff low and i was super excited to meet him i thought he was so like he was going to be a good addition but then we see that the dynamic of the park starts changing and Jeff comes in and he starts firing people and calling people names. And he brings in Alan and, you know, Alan and Joe are at odds. And then the pizza place opens with James. So, Al, st- let's start with you. Tell us what you think about the new dynamic over at GW Zoo.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could probably see it coming. I don't think it would have been hard for anybody to predict this. Whenever you bring in, you know, a new partner, and really the person who has the financial backing, they're going to be the one who calls the shots and they're going to want their things their way, but we were just clowning, Uh, we were clowning Jeff last time because he showed up on his like, "Uh, what do you call it? Uh, bedazzled uh, it, affliction game and Hardy. And <laughs> <laughs> He was a funny character, but uh, you know, for what, it's, for what it's worth, you know, he was the one who was gonna save Joe, put up, the, uh, put up the money for the lawsuits, but yeah, there's definitely changes around there and you know, it's not looking all good, man. It's looking all bad. Like who's worrying about the Tigers now?
0: Right, right. Cool. Cortez, what were, what were you thinking about the whole dynamic change over at the zoo? Uh,
2: I think I would describe it as uh, gentrified, as how things are in the world. Like, you know, you have this zoo who now has this pizza and all these different new things that they've incorporated that really weren't needed. But, I mean, we have this new owner, and obviously they want to take it to a new level. So that's how I would look at it. Um, I think that, you know, Jeff, he's just interesting. You know, pizza? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean I've been to zoos and I've been to places where they've had, you know, these types of shots. But I don't think that was the type of zoo where you would have really wanted that. But I mean, I don't know, you know, opportunity, I guess. And uh James, you know, we'll talk about him more later, but oh, I'm not really feeling James for many yeah. reasons. <laughs> uh and it got worse as between this episode and the next episode. So yeah. but
0: guys would you eat the pizza it sounds like the meat on the pizza <laughs> is coming from like the donation from walmart that they used to like dig through to feed the tigers
1: that was the first I thing i was thinking <laughs> is like this is the leftover meat from the rouse you know dumpster or the back of walmart
0: basically you know, yeah <laughs> but, i don't
2: think i, I would mean, really watch, watch guess, a
1: documentary or watch how would you know the difference
0: you don't i mean and those people i guess that's what they were eating thanks James you're awesome we love you I was like what the heck is going on so like as if this show couldn't get any weirder right we have like these polygamy couples and like cults and people trying to like kill each other on top of that Joe we find out is running for president did any of you guys know that back when we voted in 2016 (laughs)
1: Oh my God. I missed that candidate. Man, we might have a different president right now.
0: <laughs> if this would have aired earlier, we might have. I mean, we already like as a country voted in a reality TV star. So, I mean, Joe's not that far off.
1: Yeah. He reminds, he reminds me of uh, what's that guy, uh, the rent's too damn high type of guy. That's
0: what it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched John Oliver, but I don't remember seeing this part about Joe Exotic. Uh, Cortez, what did you think when you saw that he made a run for president?
2: I thought it was weird. I mean, but like you said, we have, look who we have in office now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if anyone supports, but it's based on who we have in office now. I mean, you know, they, we have, what do they call them? A Cheeto and you know, what's, 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 what's a tiger? <laughs> what's a tiger when you have a Cheeto at <laughs> right. I all?
0: Mean,
2: totally. Yeah. <laughs> so so I mean, it was the, the whole process to me was, you know, it wasn't anything far fetched, especially considering he was already losing getting in the way, you know?
0: Guys, I mean, it gets just like so crazy. He he runs. He starts running for president. That starts falling apart and failing. So he decides he's going to run for governor. He hires Joshua Dial, who we meet, that's his campaign manager, who says that this was the worst experience of his life. And Joe is like going crazy running for governor. He gets 20% of the votes in Oklahoma. And he's also like running around, distributing condoms with his face on. Him. I mean, just yes, I like, say, look,
2: what I mean, is That's happening? where I was like, okay. But at least he was growing safe sex. I mean, at least
0: it was, you know, was right. it was positive right? you know? Yeah, you're right. Al, what were you thinking about the run for governor? Oh, so I mean, you know, so now the chaos in the
1: zoo atmosphere has left the park and expanded <clears> to the public. It's one big circus right now and now they're bringing it to your door, you know, nationally. But I, one thing I do want to say about um uh what was I going to mention uh uh about his about his running. Oh, anyway, I think Saf was one of the few people who mentioned about how, you know, that's when Joe's focus pretty much left, you know, the zoo and and caring for the tigers and so I think she's uh she outlined it uh pretty well like where things started to go left.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have Mommy in color who joined us last week. Thanks so much for coming back this week. She writes Joe as president would just be replacing one idiot with another. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Guys, but I'm literally shocked. Like, who are the 20% of people in Oklahoma that actually voted for Joe Exotic?
1: Have you guys seen this movie called Idiocracy? Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Cortez. Basically, it it reveals a side of the American people who really, to a certain extent, just want to be entertained as long as you peel to their lowest common denominator. And mm. you know, I'm surprised Joe didn't win the governorship. You know,
0: how about you? How, I mean. how How do you feel about it, Cortez?
1: You know, I really don't know how to feel
2: because. <laughs> It's like you say, you took you, you have a zoo and now you're making the city a zoo. <laughs> Animals. So those 20%, like who voted the Tigers? I mean, like you said, who, who made these votes?
0: But guys, it's I, absolutely I incredible. Like I'm the hugest reality TV fiend. Like I love it. I used to watch The Apprentice. I thought Trump was hilarious on there, but I'm not going <laughs> and voting. So all you people who are out there <laughs> making fun of me for watching reality TV, I didn't vote this idiot. And I wouldn't have voted Joe Exotic <laughs> either, even though I love him though but I wouldn't have voted him in.
1: Oh, real quick, I want to say something uh, on the politics, Uh, Jess, you were talking about Joshua, the campaign manager. Oh yes. And the funny, and he's a libertarian, right? And I've always, you know, kind of, I'm a leftist uh, typically, but I've always kind of kept like one toe in the libertarian field. I like, you know, just, they're just kind of like anti-government policy. But the funny thing, you know where they got this guy? He was the manager of the gun store at Walmart. I know. saw that (laughs) it gets no better it was like it was like a match made in heaven
0: (laughs) oh my gosh poor joshua so yeah it it just gets weirder so that happens and then you know alan and joe are having these troubles and they just don't get along they don't like each other and we have this incident where joe's on camera and he gets Mm -hmm. attacked by one of the tigers and he feels like somebody kind of is like setting him up or plotting to like kill him. Cortez, what were your thoughts on this part of the episode?
2: Well, like they highlighted, like no one came to help him. But then, you know, it's kind of like it's a reality TV show. So, I mean, I feel like people were kind of like, oh my God, he's been he's been getting on my nerves anyway. So I'm going to yeah. let him possibly get eaten. But then again, it's like it's also reality TV. So let me let this real moment happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it i was kind of scared because i mean like carol said you know if someone really wanted to have him eaten they would have maybe done another way i don't i don't even really know tigers but right um i thought it was i think it was some type of conspiracy that he came up in with his head that someone put fragrance or a perfume or something in his shoe um well maybe the tiger just was fed up for him too everyone else was so <laughs> why would the tiger be like you know
0: <laughs> well also like who's filming because like who knows, yeah. like, like I don't wouldn't know what to do if yeah. a tiger started attacking a guy I was filming. I would just be like, uh, I don't know, make some yeah. weird noises and start screaming and hope the tiger like gets distracted. Like, what do you do? And but do
2: you think what, there were other people there? Like, outside of the filming crew, do you think he was like the only worker there? Because well, he that's went my into question. the- he, Right. I'm sure
1: there was there had to be
2: somebody in the background. Yeah, somebody had to be there. Yeah, right. Well, that's what we... I'm
0: that's what I'm wondering. Like, was everybody else doing other things around the zoo or were they there watching? I don't Jess, know. Jess, can I
1: jump in here? Yeah. This is like where we it really gets serious, guys, because if you have a circus atmosphere around around you, there's no professionalism, there's no safeguards, people put their, you know, their guard down. We don't know if Joe mm-hmm. is out there feeling a Uh, filming a scene or if he's just messing around right that's that's true and that's the problem with the whole zoo-like atmosphere the way it was run and i mean that you know just as far as like uh you know just 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 lack of of like rules and you know typical safeguards and this is what you see more and more when people take the eye off the tigers people really get in danger and this is an area where you don't want to play around and i think it should have been joe's wake-up call like yo man you know you may be like the quote centerpiece and the quote star, but ain't nobody really rocking with
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. So Al, do you think it was a plot to get him?
1: I don't doubt it. I think I'm definitely, it looked like, I mean, the the tiger was making like significant and very specific jabs at his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Even they were asking Carol about it later and she was like, well, why would I put perfume on his shoes because the perfume would just make <laughs> the tiger drool but it's like yo I don't care what you put him on my shoes perfume or sardine oil man but it probably yeah, was drooling not I mean, good it at... was
2: it was probably drooling it may just took like a small bite you know but it didn't try to eat him it did just kind of like you know tamper with his foot yeah so,
0: so I mean, Cortez what do you think do you think that it was a plot to get him bit or eaten or whatever
2: I mean it's If there were other moments where he was endangered, then sure. But because there wasn't, I don't think it was. It just may have been a day that that tiger wanted that boot.
0: (laughs) We have Jean, Jean Walsam is joining us in the chat and she says it's a natural consequent tigers will attack. And I don't know. I I just kind of thought it was, I just thought it was like a random incident as well. Cause like, yeah, I mean, they're, he's in there with, with them all the time. I'm like, at some point, like, a Tiger probably wants to play or is messing around or is annoyed yeah, exactly. or whatever. And so I just thought nothing of it. But. I don't know. This
1: Tiger was like, you know, Joe's been getting on my damn nerves, you know, <laughs> running around here acting crazy, <laughs> neglecting us. Who is this fool now trying to come up in here regulate?
0: Yeah, seriously. Exactly. So... yeah so it gets it gets even more crazy this episode is actually kind of sad too so after that happens we start to see that joe's marriages start to unravel we see Mm -hmm. you know john gets the receptionist pregnant which totally caught me off guard i had no idea like was not expecting that at all and then the travis incident which we can get to too but guys first what did you think of john hooking up with the receptionist
2: i mean he was you know he wasn't gay so you know he wanted what he wanted yeah <laughs> and you know it's just kind of like when, like a little a side story of handmaid's tales you know like Oop, i got a pregnant <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like they're, they're they're in the zoo alone so the recepts i'm sure that she what they say they were making like what 100 a week or whatever it was
0: yeah anything
2: so she you know had a moment of weakness and what else there's nothing else to do but the animals or joe and i'm sure i, I just go with the other person not with yeah. down <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like what are you gonna do? Call HR? <laughs> Look what else is going on over there? People in there like smoking meth in the trailers, you know. So oh my gosh, it's
0: crazy. I yeah. know. So were were you shocked by the the fact that Joe or John got this girl knocked up, Al?
1: Um, I would no, I mean, I wasn't shocked. I like to we were addressing the issue, like, okay, are these guys really gay or not? Yes. You know, back on our first episode. But it really doesn't even matter. But um, what's what's the underlying thing? I don't know that it says about it. Um, it's just interesting. Okay, again, an indication that Joe's spell has been broken. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody cares about him or not offending him. You know, his quote game and you know respect that it was keeping everybody tight. You know, was no longer intact. And um, I don't know. Of course, no one's surprised. Yeah. Yeah
0: so Mm -hmm. that happens and then he's like well at least i have travis but travis is like getting more and more into drugs and like it's really sad because when we see him in one of the first episodes he looks like this really young happy kid and things totally Mm -hmm. turn for him so Mm -hmm. you know he's doing drugs and then we see the i guess like camera the security footage of him i I guess more uh josh in watching him as he shoots himself Mm -hmm. and I would like the whole video is so crazy. It's so sad. And like Josh's reaction, like he even said, like, I didn't know if this was like a joke or if this was real. What were your thoughts about it? Cortez. Um, well, I think that,
2: so I think that they mentioned that he wasn't gay, but I think he was between the drugs and what was doing. I think he was kind of coming into like, to where he really loved Joe. Um, because you saw that one scene where he was like walking, he was like, he won't talk to me. Like he, every time I talk to Joe, he's like yeah. you know, walking away something like that. So it seemed like he really wanted some type of attention, whether it had been, you know, love or whatnot. not. But as far as him shooting himself, I mean, they say he was playing with guns, you know, and people do this all the time. So, I mean, I wouldn't play with a gun like that, but between drugs and whatever else he's going on, on that, in that zoo, <laughs> there is just no telling what, you know, a person is thinking, but to be there, to be Josh, I would oh be like God. mortified. Like Same. you see his face, I think he just stood there. And even
0: I was like, you know. Yeah, that is <laughs> super traumatic. I would not handle that as well as he did. Al, what were your yeah. thoughts about that whole? Yeah, no,
1: I think Travis is, is one of the most tragic stories out of it because mm-hmm. when he yeah. came, he was pretty clean cut. Um, you know, had he partied before? I'm sure he did, but he didn't look like a junkie. Like not the way he looked like six years later. You know, Mm -hmm. so like I said, he's just, I feel like he just got turned out. Um, Yeah. The sad thing about it is uh, he was 17 when he came. So technically he was still a minor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even know. And then like when they cut to his mom later on, I don't want to skip too far ahead. It was just, it was just heartbreaking. But yeah, but that stuff makes people paranoid when you run around pulling guns on each other. Oh, it's not loaded. Look, see. Like, come on, nobody oh. knows what they're doing. I
0: know. That, was, that's the thing wonder, with those
1: guys. <clears throat> yeah, it yeah. was a wonder. No tragedy had happened much sooner.
0: Oh, you're yeah. so right about that. Like, did, like the, the, yeah, I mean, like, Joe's always shooting up in the air and telling people to run and whatever else. It's just crazy. So that's like such a sad scene. Then did you notice at the funeral? joe shows up you know and he's wearing like a priest collar like he has an some type of outfit for every event he had the medic coat now he's acting like a priest at the funeral very festive stinging and then two months later he he meets dylan passage and gets married to him this is his fourth husband and he invites travis's mom to come because he's basically just saying like he just basically wants to make sure everybody knows, like, oh, it's okay. See, Josh's mom was there when I got married. What were your thoughts about that, Al?
1: Totally used her. Totally used her. And I think she probably knew that in the back of her head, but it, she wasn't, like, face-to-face with it hit home when, like, he didn't, you know, even acknowledge her after the, you know, the camera's gone. It was, it was so sad, too. And there's this one instance uh, at the marriage. I don't know if you guys caught this. I, I'm, I really try to look at people's eyes in these documentaries because it's telling. Joe's doing this, this typical spiel, being a, you know, a showman, and you know, R.I.P. Travis is gone. We built this, you know, installation for him, but I'm with my new man now. But we're never gonna forget Travis, and you know, I'm in love, but I'm sad. And then he does this moment; his eyes look up, like to see if the camera is following him. I yeah. caught it. It was like when somebody's like self-conscious. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's one thing to say we know Joe's an actor and he's probably right. acting half the time in any way, but t- to me, he totally broke character and it was kind of sick.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Did anybody so do you catch that? catch
2: that? He was, do you think that that was basically showing that it was all an act or you, do you think his feelings were sincere that he was really sad about it?
1: Here's, a, here's, here's the thing, man. I think of uh, people who are kind of like sociopathic uh, and I mean that in just more in a, Con- conventional sense, like somebody who just traditionally lies a lot and they can't, and so it's almost like they can't help it. I mm-hmm. think they draw from these little truths inside them. Like, of course we know Joe cared about animals. I never doubted that he cared about tigers from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I don't even doubt that he cared for these young men to a certain extent. But I think he knows when you flip the switch, just like an actor, an actor, you go back and you draw upon that little part in your head where you can relate to that truth, even if it's not even the truth right now. But if he knows, if I have a, for an instance, if I have a little bit of uh, uh, mourning and and sympathy, and uh, really feel bad about Travis's death, he, had he not been feeling about that time, uh, I had no problem that he was able to intentionally recall that moment and pull it up on screen. So, but mm-hmm. but, but to me, either way, yeah, it's um, it's it's fake if that's what you're asking me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cortez, oh, <laughs> what were your thoughts about, uh, the quick marriage after and bringing Travis's mom in with it?
2: Well, I mean, he, Joe didn't want to be alone. He had two husbands. So, I mean, it, it seemed like one, mm. one husband wasn't enough, you know, so to have nothing, you know, his one husband gets the receptions pregnant and then he have nothing. It's like, obviously he was going to try to find something to fill that void and kind of fill that space that he at least had something of, um, I think that, you know, he used a lot of them, obviously, as they said, because of their addiction to drugs. But with Dylan, I think that it was maybe a little, there was a little more to it than just that. And it, I, just even like their connection or you know, what we saw on camera. And even now, you know, which we'll talk about, um, it seems like that, one, that relationship and that marriage is a little more than just uh, an exchange Yeah. the other two were. Yeah.
0: I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Cause I have seen, we, we see him in the coming episodes. And then also I've heard yeah. an interview with him and it does seem like there's yeah. a little bit more to it. Um, yeah. we have Jill Z in the chat and she says, uh, remember Travis's mom thought it was going to be a big wedding, not just four people. And that's something interesting. Cause it just goes back to like what Al said. Like I, like sh- she, was used and, and it, she definitely was. And it's kind of sad because like he actually had a relationship with her. She worked at the zoo so mm-hmm. it's just crazy because then I think we hear after that, that she like never really spoke with him again after that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like super, just kind of like Al said, like sociopathic, it's narcissistic, like. Yeah, just just a dirtbag
1: move. And um, not to uh, like uh, psychoanalyze the romantic nature of all of Joe's relationships, but to an extent, you know, while there may have been something he, some type of affection or caring he felt for each one of those those guys, I mean, each one of them is, is just a hostage. That's what we used to say. Oh, you took a hostage. You know, you met somebody last night, next thing you're in a relationship with them for six months, you know, and they never leave your place. You know, it's just that whole, you know, acting out to, you know, how we deal with, you know, trauma or baggage or whatever. And you seek to have these little codependent relationships with somebody else. Right. I
0: don't yeah. Yeah. So the last, the, the last thing we see in this episode is that <clears throat> Jeff heads back to Vegas and he basically leaves Joe to take care of the zoo. And while Jeff be- goes back to Vegas, he decides to like put together this business where he's has party bus with like animals and drunk people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, cool idea, but it's totally not legal. <laughs> um, Cort- Cortez, what were your thoughts about, about everything that was going on with that?
2: I don't like party buses uh, on a regular, so I definitely don't <laughs> want a party bus with liquor and animals. and animals. Honestly, that's just excessive. But it's Vegas, um, so right. you know that makes it's 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 and it's, it, it's it's an exotic animal. So it's like you know people may be attracted to that, <laughs> um, but it was a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, they you just think about like their relationship started with all that Vegas activity, and then here they are with more Vegas activity, like. I just feel like that should have been a red flag initially, but now, you know what happens next, which we'll talk about. It's it's just a disaster. Like animals on a bus, out. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, Al, your thoughts on the party bus with the animals?
1: <laughs> the party bus. You know, I you know I wish I was on that bus. <laughs> 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 I like oh, to party, man. but not not that much. Um, yeah, it's you know the problem with that is is that. Who has their eye on the till? You know, who's got their eye on the wheel? Nobody, no, at least not a sober eye. You know, and uh, it's one of those things that you see happen all the time when people get up all up into the hype and stuff. Um, we're gonna get into uh, more about Jeff, but <laughs> what can I say? I guess, and I don't want to say because that I, from a judgmental point of view, because I don't have judgmental about these guys. You know partying and having fun or if it leads to your addiction god bless you because we know that's a disease i'm not like being judgmental from that point of view but it's uh no bar had no one had the sense of mind that you have to have one person who's legal you know mm-hmm. whose name is written down and you can when we get to that later on we'll see that the legal downfall is that nobody who was associated with the park you know was was had a had a clear record and they could right. all be blackmailed or, or turned by the feds
0: Mhm, mm-hmm. I know it's crazy, yeah, the next episode yeah. we get into so much stuff about legal battles and Joe versus Jeff. So we'll get into all that next episode. Any final thoughts on episode five for you guys? We'll start with you, Cortez. Uh, let me just look
2: at my notes really quick. I think we' be covered everything. um I think the biggest the the biggest thing from this was because was travis death, yeah, and um that was probably like. Oh, wow, you know, because he was so young and he came in so young and to go out in that way. You know, they, I think, uh, I think Jill Z in the comments said that they were saying that Josh killed him initially, but then they have the surveillance, the weather wise. So I just think the whole thing was just very traumatic, you know. Right. Um, For every, all parties involved, whether it was Josh and even Joe initially, before, obviously, before, or parts that weren't filmed, I'm sure he probably had a very uh, hard time with that. And that seemed to have been like, a slight turning point for him, maybe, but we'll talk about it in the next episode where, really, because <laughs> I really think if, I wonder how things would have went if Dylan hadn't come into the picture, like, how would he have been able to manage, you know, yeah. with that happening in the movie war? like, how would his story have really changed? Yeah, Because, um, it's, I don't know, is this the episode, or was, was this six when he, when she, when he mentioned the, about Carol again, I think it was the next one, so we'll talk about that, we'll, we'll talk about it again, yeah. But it yeah. was a traumatic
0: episode. A totally. Traumatic episode. I totally agree with you, Al. Any any last thoughts on this episode?
1: Nah, just, I mean, by then, I and mean, then we could see it all circling the drain at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. anybody who, you know who I think was smart in the end? I think Seth uh, jumped shit before everybody because she yeah. was the only one, you know, we'll get into that <laughs> later, but she always seemed to be, she always kept her eye on the ball as far as like what this was about, you know, uh, working with animals, being a preservationist. And not being about any of the BS, which everybody mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Is that I my mean, is that my girl? Yeah, with yeah her, uh.
0: totally. Oh, yeah. We love her. <laughs> we're like the biggest fans of her. I love her too. That's my girl. So um yeah, so that's all for episode five. And now we're gonna get to Al for his special segment. Hey
1: everybody, it's your boy Al coming with you, coming at you with your weekly animal apocalypse segment. While we're out here from quarantine radio, quarantine and chilling. We're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel out here in L.A. They said we're flattening the curve a little bit. So everybody hanging there. But it doesn't mean the animal apocalypse is over, ladies and gentlemen. Told you about zombie ants. I told you about uh, these animals that are fighting each other and eating each other. Now it's time to talk to you about the tiger who caught the corona. Okay, real deal. And this happened in New York at the Bronx Zoo. How in the world did the four-year-old Malayan tiger contract COVID-19, the disease that has infected about 1.4 million humans. Nadia is terribly unlucky, the first confirmed case of a wild or domesticated cat to come down with the disease. Her unlikely infection raised questions about whether humans can pass the coronavirus to their house pets. Zookeepers think Nadia got her from an infected human who was asymptomatic. In an interview Tuesday, Paul Calais the zoo's chief veterinarian said they have no idea which human on the staff might have done it. No one who has worked with these cats has been tested and is positive, Callie said. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, how sad is that? Now we're giving, you know, you hear this, the, the different theories about, well, maybe it came from bats in China at one of these at wet markets and you know but then you were supposedly told i don't know what you guys i heard your dog can't get it or it can't transfer to your dog but if it can transfer to a tiger man you know there is no hope it's well it's a, crazy it's because
0: yeah it's crazy because originally they were worried that that you could transfer to your pets then they were then they mm-hmm. said that you couldn't then they said you could then they said you couldn't now this happens somebody was saying online that they think carol baskin um, told it's always oh Carol Baskin's fault, but that told them, uh, we better pretend that tigers can get coronas because now that everybody's home and everybody's watching Tiger King and they realize that they can get a tiger for two thousand dollars, people are wow. going to try to get tigers. I mean, this is a joke, right? But, um, yeah. they're like, So we're going to say tigers have the coronavirus so people don't go out and <laughs> get them,
1: but, 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 Crazy. I think there's, a, there's definitely a little, uh, a little kernel of truth to that. And what was I going to say? Oh, here's one thing that I think that it reveals to us. They had always been talking about how they didn't think the virus was airborne, right? Tell them what you guys heard. I just heard, you know, it would be in the droplets, you know, if you sneezed or you coughed or something. And there was like, well, the virus isn't really airborne. I think that, telling it, that tells us because at the zoo, they said nobody came in the tiger or everybody was asymptomatic. Maybe they were a carrier. But more importantly, I think it's more airborne than they're led to believe. And they say this thing can live in the air a lot longer or live on surfaces.
0: Also, how did the tiger get a test and what does the tiger tested <laughs> for corona look like?
1: Very true. I wanted them to go in their nose or their mouths
2: as well. I mean, it's still is it still considered a respiratory like virus
1: with them too? <laughs> how do you get the tiger to hold still? I heard they have to like stick something up his nose. Oh,
0: and... you got to trank <laughs> the tiger, I guess. I don't know, it's weird, but
2: you spray perfume or something, yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it can drool you can get some to drool i don't know
0: <laughs> well thanks for that al that's like the most interesting crazy relevant story for this so thanks so much for sharing and next we have cortez with our news and gossip okay so we talked
2: a little bit about trump earlier so this next little piece uh if you haven't read trump is thinking of pardoning uh joe aka trying to excuse his charges because he feels that um, the charges are aggressive. Now, this is the thing, Trump hasn't actually watched the film allegedly, the, the documentary allegedly, so I don't know how, maybe he's just going about here a sec, because it is like the number one or two thing right now to talk about. Um, but according to Trump, you know, he looks like he's trying to let him out. And this is interesting because, you know, at one point, uh, Mr. Tiger King was trying to take Trump's position. <laughs> I wonder, does he know that, or would that change the fact that, you know, he's trying to let him out? Who knows? Maybe they'll work together one day. Maybe not. Hopefully not. Uh, But that's what I have for this episode. Um, Oh, additionally, in regards to Dylan, now Dylan um, is another person who they're saying uh, he said hasn't watched the documentary. And uh, he's actually enraged about this episode five, specifically because, or the whole docuseries, because he feels that... um, they should have revealed or shown the Travis situation. And it it just seems like a lot of the the members, the individuals in the documentary, they seem to be speaking out now about the footage that was released. But it's kind of hard to really, you know, not say take them seriously, but many of the things that they're complaining about, I mean, they had to have known what type of, you know, footage was being put out. You know, these people were in this footage. So I think it's a little weird to be embraced about it now. But I guess they are.
0: I know it's this whole thing with Trump is so crazy. So apparently Donald Trump Jr. is like a huge fan of the Tiger King. So he's been like telling Trump about it because Trump hasn't watched it yet. So he's like, so somebody literally asked him in the coronavirus press conference yesterday about this, like in the middle, these reporters ask the most bogus questions in the middle. Like, it's like we're trying to learn about Corona. And now here we are talking about the Tiger King. So wait a minute. And didn't
1: Obama call this no shade, but didn't Obama call a Trump a, a carnival barker? Like he's a circus tamer or something <laughs> exactly like that. So the carnival, the circus continues, ladies and
0: gentlemen. Oh my gosh, it all comes together. It's so crazy. It does. It does. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode five. Everybody in the live chat, we love hearing from, from you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We are going to just hang around. Um, we'll have, we're going to end this Um episode and we're going to start right again so join us for episode six next but before we go cortez tell everybody where they can find you at
2: you can find me on instagram at stupid wild tez i'm always there i'm pretty much an animal myself but i'm not in the zoo of joe
0: <laughs> and al tell everybody where they can find you
1: hey everybody it's your boy al grag aka G. and you can find me on instagram at alg that's a-l-g- underscore Jamaica house film. So hit me up there in the comments and uh, love to hear how you guys are doing. Hear your uh, crazy animal apocalypse stories and quarantine yes. and chill stories.
0: And I'm Jesse Zaner. You can find me all over social media at Athletic. And guys, thanks again so much for joining us in the live chat. Thanks for all the comments, the likes and the videos. We love hearing from you guys. So keep it up and join us next for episode six. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.